0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Floor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kenny Buller, and on today's show, as we do every show, we talk about how to survive, how to thrive, and keep the good vibes going in life and business. On today's show, we bring to you special guest, Anthony Zorzetto, who humbly is willing to speak about a specific subject in which we haven't brought to anyone's attention yet on our podcast. We are going to be talking about drug addiction. I'm really happy to bring Anthony Zorzetto on who speaks about his own personal experience of when he did fall into being addicted to drugs and how he happened to get out of it as well. Being fully clean today now, Anthony is successfully running his construction business in residential and commercial properties. He also, on the side, whenever he gets a chance to do so, he's a motivational speaker and speaks to multiple high school students on drug abuse, addiction, on entrepreneurship, and on goal setting. I wish to share with you, before we start with Anthony's episode, a few words that he has mentioned himself. Anthony says, I believe that when times are tough, you must not lose any momentum. You can't afford to. Dwelling on the situation only makes it worse, like the snowball effect. To get out of tough times, you have to power through it with an open mind, courage, and enthusiasm. Without further ado, let's bring Anthony on the show. It's getting cold out there, guys. The temperature is dropping, the leaves have fallen, and the snow is coming. Well, it's already been here. Don't worry, though. The crew at Lux Market have you covered. Sweater in fine cashmere and merino wools from brands such as Hugo Boss, Armani, and Gran Sasso. Coats and jackets from Belstaff, Moncler, and Michael Kors. You can get all of your cold weather gear at LuxMarket.com. For those of you who don't know Lux Market, that's L-U-X. It is Edmonton's premier menswear consignment store. So those brands we just talked about are 50 to 90% off their retail prices. Not only can you get the very best in fall and winter gear, but you are getting it at the most amazing prices. The best part is, guys, LuxMarket.com is an online store. So you can actually buy the clothes you need right now. No matter how much time it takes, within a couple of days, your purchase will arrive right at your door. Head over to LuxMarket.com right now. That's L U X M R K T.com. Welcome, Anthony. Thank
1: you. Thanks it's for being great to have
0: you on the second floor, my friend. I'm glad to be here. I want to start off by asking you, Anthony. You know, give us an idea of how you got to where you are now, from from everything you've gone through to this day. Because I know you have a very powerful story to share, mm-hmm. and I want to hear it from your own words at first. Give you the opportunity to just talk about. Uh, First of all, how you fell into drugs in the first place, you know, at that point in your life, what is it that happened yeah. that led you into this, let's say, lane of using drugs as an escape?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, when I got into drugs, it was, uh, weekend stuff. So I go to, you know, you go to the nightclubs on uh, Friday, Saturday, I was single at the time. And, uh, I honestly was so... Uh, ignorant to it I didn't know how close it was to me uh, in my friend circle so if I got 10 friends maybe three or four of them were were doing drugs Um, and the first time it was ever exposed to me was at a buddy's birthday of mine and uh, I said you know I'll give it a shot right we're talking about cocaine here and I was like I'll give it a shot and um, see what it's like and uh, it's one of those stories man where second went up my nose I'm like I'm in trouble like I, I, like this <laughs> way too much. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I knew it was. It had a grip on me right away, yeah. um, and it started to become uh, you know, uh, birthdays and New Year's Eve, Halloween parties and stuff like that. And then it started to escalate to every weekend, uh, and then it started to be every, like both days, like the Friday night and the Saturday night, and then you come down all day Sunday, and it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, I did for a little while, kind of figured my shit out. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Um, it's well, first of all, it's expensive. Yeah. It actually is more expensive than gold. Like wow. for a, for an ounce of gold and an ounce of blow, it's like $300 more an ounce for blow. Oh, a gold wow. you can h- hold and touch, and yeah. blow is just gone. Right? <laughs> it's oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm pretty. Um, cash uh conscious right so i started to add it up like this not okay.
0: okay this is affecting the bank account <laughs> yeah
1: exactly big time massive lumps are coming out of atm and the fees <laughs> yeah
0: wow
1: yeah so um i i kind of uh, distanced myself from from those guys which i think is the most important thing to get away from drugs is is kind of just distancing yourself and you don't have to be an asshole about it you don't have to be say, i'm busy or whatever right doesn't matter what they say so I got away from it and uh, I started, uh, I was working in construction for a large construction company and um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, as a kid, I would sell uh, baseball and hockey cards corner. I, I lived in a small town in Beaumont nice. and uh, I'd have uh, like a wagon, right? i yeah. put it on the corner and there's uh, Ring Road is the popular road there. Yeah. It's where the parade goes around and stuff okay. like that and I would uh, sell it on the corner and stuff. And, I've always had that kind yeah, of... Had that
0: entrepreneurial spirit yeah, at a young age.
1: Yeah, always, always. And uh, so in construction, I went through and I got my, my journeyman. I'm a journeyman carpenter, Red Seal. Uh, I went through and I uh, got that done. And on the weekends, instead of partying, like, I'm going to keep myself occupied. And uh, I'm going to do some side jobs. So I would build decks and fences for cash. And, yeah. and uh, uh, I decided that I'm starting to make more money doing side jobs and I was uh, working for this large company yeah. and the risk and uh, the stress that I had with the large company was far greater than the cash jobs because I could build a deck in a weekend and get exactly what I would make in two weeks wow. with all this risk of, of injury and uh, the other guys like I'd run 20 people so um, there's a lot of stress involved with that right exactly. and uh, once I started doing these side jobs I'm like you know what I'm going to start my own company and uh so i saved up uh, a year worth of bills so that if i couldn't land a job on my own for an entire year i would be okay i'd have my mortgage uh looked after and by the way i bought my condo when i was 19 years old from doing side jobs and stuff like that right so always had that No, no, not, not. I, I saved up the down payment for right, it, the five yeah. percent or whatever. Saw, that's yeah, exactly. It was the yeah. first one. I was super proud of it. My parents are proud. Oh, don't and, hear that anymore. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. It's stupid now. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I saved up for a year, and uh, I was able to go on my own and start my own company. And uh, at the time, I, I met this girl, and we uh, we dated for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, we, were, we got married. Uh, I was married for a year and ten months, and mm-hmm. during that time, I had my business. It's called Generation Contracting because yeah. my family, all both sides, all, all the way back to as far as I know, were contractors and in the trades in some capacity, yeah. and usually in a higher level, like CEO, owner, superintendent, like not not at the laborer level or anything like that. Wow. Like, yeah, They're so yeah, like big shoes to fill and a little oh, bit of so pressure cool. on me and stuff, and I was yeah. proud of that. So, um, but. For me, my business was, uh, it started to fail because I, I, was, I used to be very meek and I was very bad at collecting my cash. So if if I had a contract for $50,000, um, mm-hmm. I would pay my subtrades out and I'd go to the client and be like, I need my last, uh, you know, it goes in draws. So you get 50% up front, 40% when there's 10% left and then 10% at the very end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... That's where your profit is, by the way, for, yeah. for construction. So I'd go to these guys be like, yeah, I'm ready to get paid. And they, they'd know that I was young because I was I was 23, yeah. something like that, 23, 24 yeah. years old. Yeah. My own company. So they are like, no, I'm not going to pay. That happened like a few times. Really? Yeah. So they tried, they
0: essentially just, they tried to cheat you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They would just say, I, I can't pay. Or they'd give me a sob story because they knew I was a nice guy, right? Yeah. So they'd be... I had, uh, this This is actually a true story. There was somebody who said their, their grandmother was sick and he was taking care of him, okay. or taking care of her, rather. And uh, he he needed to save his money to help her. And I said, okay, we'll put you on a payment plan. Yeah. Um, I'm not hurting yet. I look yeah. back now, I'm like, man, I needed that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then I found out he went to Europe. Jeez. Yeah, it took his girlfriend to Europe, or his wife to, to Europe. Yeah. So that was all my money, right? Yeah. And uh, I just let that kind of stuff happen to me. I just yeah. don't know why. I still don't know why that I was like that or even uh, sub-trades that kind of squeeze me a bit and say, this is an extra, this is an extra. And I'd be like, okay, you know, whatever, man. Like, just, I don't want to piss you off, so totally. whatever. Because I, I, I've always been a very positive guy. Definitely. And uh, I kind of like to put that out. Yeah. And if I don't, I feel like I'm not myself. So yeah. ha- having confrontation with, with people verbal confrontation with people uh it uh, would upset me and I felt like I wasn't being myself or whatever so I would just be like whatever just let it happen to me so yeah my my business first business started failing because of accounts receivable and we had a couple of jobs go wrong and uh, my wife at the time was not um, understanding of that I said you know we gotta dial back our spending a little bit and I need to to lean out and and uh get some more jobs and and we got to live cheap, right? She wasn't about that life. So yeah. didn't understand. And uh, she came from a successful family also. So she had a she's accustomed to a certain lifestyle, you know what I mean? And uh, this, she,
0: It's at that point, in, whether it's your life or hers, when you're so used to getting things very quickly without a struggle or a problem. Yeah. You don't really see or know what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. And it leads to, okay, well, why is it not happening now? Why can't it be done? Yeah. It stresses and, you out because now you see the other side.
1: Yeah. You're know,
0: yep. living proof of it and running your own business and trying to make those ends meet, right?
1: Exactly. And just because you... I think a lot of people think that just because you own a business, you're some kind of baller or you have a lot of money. Yeah. Or, and it's the, uh, the opposite is true at the at the beginning of the years, right? And You know, like 99% of businesses fail, right? Mm-hmm. And so just because you own a business doesn't mean you have a lot of money. Yeah. It just means your name's on a piece of paper. Definitely. That's really all it is. Yeah. And she didn't understand that. Um, so anyways, we... We split up, and uh, whatever, that didn't really... Uh, honestly, like I don't want to sound cold, but yeah. uh, I kind of fell out of love with her earlier, okay, like fair. months before, yeah, and I was fair. like, yeah, whatever, like yeah. let's just, done deal. Exactly. But what I was really upset with was losing my business. So I, I kind of did the math, and I said, I can't, I can't get out of this. There, there's no way. i got to go back to work. And, uh, like, back to work for another company. But yeah. I was so stubborn in my thinking that i could uh, you know i'm very uh um i feel like i can do anything Mm -hmm. so i'm like i can get out of this and also my ego was stupid big Mm -hmm. like this whole experience like i'm fast forwarding for a second but this whole experience has very much humbled me very much humbled me and uh before i had a big ego and i was that guy like oh yeah i have a business and you know, I would lead with that. I wouldn't even say my name. I'd be like, hey, I own a business. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I couldn't let, I felt like I was going to let my family down and my, my nono and nona and my, my grandfather and my, my mom's side. Yeah. Um, I didn't want anybody to be worried about me or anything like that. So uh, I just kept trying to grind through and it, it didn't work out. And uh, I got to a point where I had, I was overdrawn and all my credit cards, I think I had four credit cards that were completely maxed. Wow. Um, most of, most of that, excuse me, was because uh, I couldn't, couldn't seem to get paid from these three jobs that were larger for me. I took a, put my neck out there, got these bigger jobs because I wanted to speed up my success. And they held the cards and they knew that I, what was I going to do? You know what I mean? I don't have any capital for me to hire a lawyer. And by the time I get my money, I'm bankrupt already anyways. Yeah. So, and I think they knew this. So... Um, yeah, I was uh, I think I was about seventy thousand dollars in debt. Wow. Overdrawn, no cash. Uh, I started to get some scary letters in my in the mail. Hey uh
0: mid twenties. Like you haven't even reached mid twenties.
1: I haven't even meet, yeah, I was on the still on the right side of of the twenties, sorry, yeah. twenty four years old. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the bank was like, Hey we're gonna take your house. Like you have to pay and credit cards sending people after me and stuff like that so um i uh i started to just get these cash jobs uh that would pay me just enough so that i could eat because i already knew i wasn't gonna be able to do this and i was too scared to go declare bankruptcy because of what bankruptcy means to our society like if you go to someone and say hey i'm bankrupt you're you're a loser like that's what people think a lot of business now that I've gone through what I have a lot of business people they're like oh cool man I was bankrupt too like some of my mentors millionaires almost a billionaire one of my mentors uh, he's been bankrupt and he's just like yeah it happens you you took a risk it didn't work out You you learn and you have to declare bankruptcy or else you'll never get ahead. It's going to take you four lifetimes to pay it back, like some of these guys. Yeah. So you have to declare bankruptcy and move on, move yeah. forward, right? And I, I was I didn't know that I was too scared. Yeah. And um,
0: going back to like where the ego is at that point in life. And that's it, exactly it, like right. Stand, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. You want to be this 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 uh, positive business owner who nothing can you know, get to him and he's perfect, right? That's kind of what I wanted to show everybody. Um, So I started doing these cash jobs just so I could eat. And um, and the way it, as it happens, I went to a a sell side drinking establishment and I saw an old guy that I knew. Uh, It wasn't an old guy, but it's from my past, kind of like a few years ago um, at the time. And uh, he's a drug dealer. And he's like, hey man, I got a, he was totally hammered. Totally hammered. Yeah. He's like, do you still party? I'm like, nah, no, not really. Yeah. He's like, well, here you go. And he, he gave me an eight ball, which if you don't know or people don't know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of blow for one, one guy to yeah. do an eight ball. And I, I took it back to my house and I, I did a line and I got right back to like the boom. Like yeah. this is, this is, uh, I like this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That
0: top, I'm on top of the world. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you kind of start, or what I started to do was if one line feels good two lines are going to feel better, three lines, four lines, and then before you know it, it's gone, you can't talk anymore, and I was dribbling, like, I, you lose your motor skills, and you, you get paranoid, it's just absolutely terrible, mm-hmm. but the beginning, first, you know, thinking back now, it's really only 10 minutes or so of euphoria, and the dopamine just hits you, and uh, you feel on top of the world, and... The next day, this terrible coming down. Little- yeah. yeah, so I was like, "Oh, I wish I could feel that way again." And so that's, I reached out to that guy and I found him. And then I was, did a little cash side job and yeah. met him up. Met up with him again and uh, uh, did another couple lines and yeah. kept going. Yeah. And you know, it was one of those things where I was let down by you know my ex-wife never she never really believed in me there was never any affirmation there yeah. and
0: especially when you wanted her and needed her to be that that's exactly right life partner
1: yeah yeah that's, that's what right. i thought i was getting into yeah. right that's and you know looking back i've i really lied to myself that whole time because she never was that person for me right the girl i'm with now is 100 percent. like she's yeah. great and uh, affirmation and like good job you can do this yeah. you know whatever the highs right and the lows, yeah right? And if I am getting a little egotistical, she's like, yeah, let's maybe step you down a little bit. <laughs> I
0: know you're the right
1: woman. Yeah, exactly. So I was just getting let down, and the only thing that didn't let me down was cocaine. Yeah. Um, I could go do a side job and build a deck, and I'm going to make $1,500. That's what I think, and I'm actually going to make $900. Okay, it kind of let me down a little bit. Or I'm going to meet up with my buddy. Uh, he bailed, so he let me down. But every single time you do cocaine, you get high literally every time 100 percent guaranteed chance and it was my only constant so i knew that i wasn't gonna be able to catch up with my payments on my condo or my truck or anything like that and uh eventually uh i just stuck to doing side jobs and i started doing cocaine every day Um, and i would you know i would do several grams a day to the point where like i said before i'd be Drooling and I get yeah. to the, the paranoid stage where it's, you know, it's, it's not funny, but I, it kind of is now that I'm because I'm out of it 100%. Yeah. But I remember I recall one time standing in, in my bedroom with a baseball bat and I was like in my underwear and I was staring at the door because I thought the cops were going to kick my door in Damn, for, paranoid, two hours, eh? for two hours, for two hours. So like this for two hours and it it seized my back up I was I was for like days I was my back was all sore cuz I was hunched yeah, over yeah. like this it you was you were just waiting I was just waiting for nothing that's going to happen nothing it was it's like it's disgusting to think about yeah. um i thought they were going to yeah kick the door in cuz your just your mind goes, goes off where and and it's It's, um, you know, some people say addiction is a disease and some people don't say it's a disease. I believe that it is a disease. Uh, I think we're all born, some of us are born with uh, an addictive personality. And it can go, yeah, right?
0: I know exactly what that's like. Yeah,
1: and you can use it for good and it can be used for bad. But your, your brain need for the dopamine doesn't care what it is. So if it's uh, going out and doing a really good, like, you, you do jujitsu. Yeah. So if you go out and you, you're you uh, um, rolling, is that, is that yeah, the term? Yeah, yeah exactly. you're You're rolling with somebody, you do a really good job, you're going to get dopamine and, um, yeah. uh, what's dopamine the other one? It becomes a positive reinforcement for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like that
0: is a positive escape. Yeah. As opposed to looking at when a drug is such a negative, let's say, uh, Entity that you're putting in your body, but however you still look at it, yeah, as a positive reinforcement because there's nothing else in your life that's able to give you
1: exactly. That feeling. You need that. You feel like you're at rock bottom, yeah, right? yeah, you need the endorphins and the dopamine, and yeah. and uh, you can get it from drugs or you can get it from doing a, a good job. It's something that's positive, yeah. and I was out of those. I I felt like I was out of those. Um, doing the good things right so yeah. all i had was drugs so um i got to the point where i didn't want to live anymore and my family i was like i'm like i was telling you earlier i'm about 205 pounds now yeah and A healthy way healthy way right yeah. and uh back then i was 150 so and it's not like my height changed yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was 150 skinny. pounds skinny skinny where, and I would go to, uh, uh, i got a big family, both sides. Yep. So I'm half Italian, half Dutch. Nice. And they're both, uh, like, million people in, in them. Yeah, <laughs> so, tons, yeah, guess, tons. Yeah, tons. So I'd go to my nono and nona's house, and I would eat uh, like Christmas dinner or whatever, and everyone's looking at me like, yo, like, what's up with this guy? And they would all say it. Be like, hey, you're so skinny, yeah, what's going on? You. And I'd get so pissed off because... Uh, when I was younger like in my late teens and early 20s I, I used to bodybuild not yeah. not uh, competitively but yeah. I worked out like a bodybuilder to look good right yeah exactly and and um, I was uh, kind of part of that thing where you want to do everything I do I got to do like 100% I have to be the best at it like when I started working out I couldn't just work out I needed to be a bodybuilder when, yeah. I, when I played hockey I couldn't just play hockey I had to play triple A yeah. you know what I mean and it's so the best, at it. the best yeah exactly and if I wasn't at least in the league of the best. I didn't have to necessarily be like Conor McDavid, yeah. right? But on his team. And that's kind of what I, what I was all about. And uh, so I used to, I used to take uh, some steroids, right? So I was a big guy. So to go from... And they'd me, my family would only see me like Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So like there'd be big windows big that they wouldn't see me. So I'd be like 200 pounds... 150 wow. <laughs> and they're like what happened what right? yeah yeah, curious. yeah and my teeth started getting yellow and uh like i never smoked crack or anything like that i yeah. only took powder form and uh, like uh i also took like some ndma and smoked yeah. weed and stuff like that but um so they were asking me like what the hell's going on i get pissed off I'm like we're talking about it. i'm still jacked right like you lie to yourself right like and uh i didn't realize how skinny i was until uh, until you know just the other day my sister shared a, a photo of me when I went to try this um, this surfing exercise thing that my, my buddy's wife owns, yeah. and I looked at me. I'm like, that's not even me. Like that's a skeleton. Like it was terrible, yeah. and I just looked exhausted, and my hair was thin, and like just it just didn't look healthy at all. Like, like there's go no back to
0: the, the, you know type of mindset you had then, and what you were doing to your body, and what you were telling yourself, and it's a direct reflection yeah. to you specifically. Of, wow. that's a place I was in compared to how you feel and look now
1: yeah it's just it's not even real it's just that I can't even believe I was there and I got like I was saying I got to the point where I didn't want to live anymore because I didn't see any way out of it so I made I made a decision I said uh if I I had I had a couple grams in front of me I was sitting on my island and it was 2015 and it was Uh, December I believe and I had a bunch of cocaine there and I said if I can let this sit here and I can go to bed without doing it I can do this I can get out of this and I think I made it 80 seconds (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was like no way I got to do it and I did all of it and that's not
0: easy right I feel like at that point in time like you're you're willing to take that step but you're doing it the most toughest way possible yeah okay, like okay, i'm gonna quit you but you're right in front of my face. yeah exactly quick cold turkey but yeah i'm sure you can imagine obviously talk about like how difficult that
1: is it's an, it's right? next to impossible it's next to impossible now no problem yeah. no problem if i saw it, if it was right here i'd be like yeah. if you were doing it I'd be like, hey man you shouldn't do that yeah. like i'll yeah. give you a, i'll give you a little uh, talking right yeah. but i it's nothing to me anymore yeah. right Great. so yeah but then i was i made that decision i'm like okay yeah, i'm an addict that's i was an addict before but at that time, I'm like, I'm an addict. And I... You confronted it. I confronted it. Yeah. and But I was, I was also not willing to go to N.A. or C.A., Cocaine Anonymous, or, okay. or Alcohol Anonymous, because I didn't want to bring shame to my family. Okay. Because, I, you know, I couldn't reach out. I Now I know that I could have just called my dad and been like, I'm in trouble. I do drugs. And I'd be worried that he would get mad at me. Like, I, like I've always looked up to him, he's a huge role model for me and I didn't want to disappoint him. Exactly. Um so I f- felt that I just couldn't call him. I just couldn't call anyone and say like, yeah, I got a problem here. And the couple times that I I shouldn't say anyone, I reached out to a couple of friends of mine, friends of mine, yeah. and i would be like, hey man, I'm addicted to this you know Oh me too man, let's do it together. Like yeah. wow. Yeah. So That's it's like response. Yeah, exactly. And you know, to anyone anyone who's watching or, or listening what happens when you start doing drugs is if you got ten people in a room, ten friends, and only three do drugs, I guarantee you one hundred percent that you will not be with the rest. You will only be with those three eventually. Everybody else will fall They'll off. Move on. They'll, They'll move like, on. God, oh, what are they doing? I'm yeah, my scene. exactly. What? Well, not my scene. They're they're too mature. Or they they want better things. Or or um, list like the list goes on, right? That's a good point. But the people who do the drugs, once you start surrounding yourself with them and it's much easier to surround yourself with them because if you do it in front of the other 10 or the other people of the group that don't do it they're gonna be like what are you doing like why are you doing that yeah like why are you doing that and you're gonna start distancing you don't want to get judged no one does you're gonna start distancing yourself and you're gonna start hanging out with those other three that do it and then all of a sudden it's not a big deal you're doing it in the open in the living room after the bar it's like this is totally fine you're having the best talks ever okay and that's what happens you get these really deep talks that you think are are amazing, right? Because your dopamine is going crazy and your empathy is way up yeah. so it's, I love you bro and you know, you're the best at this and you can do that and I love hanging out with you and you talk till like 6 in the morning and then you just go home and you just come down for 11 hours. It's, it's, it's bad and you, yeah, you alienate yourself from the people that you should be hanging out with so it yeah. becomes much easier to, to do drugs because yeah. you're hanging out with the people that do drugs and it's, it's no big deal and like then
0: heightened instant gratification exactly and then with people who are doing
1: it totally totally and within that group there's going to be one or two that go hard and they're straight up doing it every day and then you start hanging out with those guys yeah, wow. you know what i mean and then you start robbing people maybe I, i've never done anything like that but you know if you if you need money what and you're out because you will be out of money when you're doing drugs i was you have to get money somehow yeah wow i just happened to, to be good with my hands and uh be a carpenter so i could do stuff like that right but if you're not you're gonna rob someone or you're gonna you know take your mom's uh tv and hawk it grab some cash just so you can get get a hit yeah and that's that's how it happens that's how it goes so yeah i was i was uh uh living like i wasn't gonna live anymore because that was my plan is is uh i was gonna kill myself because i i didn't see any other way out and um I waited for my family to do. Um, when I talk about my family, it's my dad, my stepmom, yeah. and my mom. She lives up north, um, and my four stepbrothers, and I got a sister. Oh wow! And uh, it's a big family, big, M- blended yeah. mix, modern blended, family, blended. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. We, uh, I call them storebots, and they call me storebots. Like, yeah. they the bought us at the store. Right? There you go. Yeah, so we're all like, we're all clo- we're all fairly close now, right? Yeah, but that's great. they all go on a trip, and they were going to Hawaii. Uh, January or sorry January February 7th 2015 mm-hmm. it was one of the two months I get those get them yeah, confused yeah, thinking those. back um, so my plan was um, to I was, I was supposed to go mm-hmm. and uh, I had a, through a like a weird deal I had this guy book a ticket for me and he did it and uh, they were we were all going to be together but my whole plan was to stay back and I was going to kill myself because I didn't I had no... I was going to kill myself anyways. Probably going to overdose.
0: You were faking the fact that you were going to go? Is
1: yeah. To the day. Oh, to the wow. very day. You
0: made it seem like you were going to go. Yeah.
1: Like, my sister was going to pick me up with her boyfriend. Because uh, they live in out east. Not out east, but like Towfield. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were swinging by. And at the time, I lived just off the Henny. So they're going to grab me go to the airport. And I told them, like, I lost my passport. I don't know what happened. I lost my driver's license, which is true. I lost my driver's license. Uh, so I needed my passport as an id to go out or whatever so i said i lost it and i had to call my dad and say hey i lost my passport just blatant lie and my plan was um i needed my dad to get mad at me and be like what the fuck is wrong with you like Mm -hmm. you loser like how do you do that this is a family event And you're so irresponsible and we're all, everyone was so worried about me, right? Because I'm losing weight and they're kind of like, I was doing drugs and people, I think in my family knows that, but no one ever really talked about it oh, ever.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, this never is... Never fully confronted.
1: Never. Yet and they it, still
0: gave the opportunity to be like, okay, we'll come on this trip. Yeah. Like, let's still try and include him. Yeah. Let's do whatever we can.
1: And going on that trip probably would have sobered me right up. But honestly, it wasn't long enough. I think it was 10 days i needed longer than that we'll fast forward to how i got out of this but Mm -hmm. uh or we'll talk about that later rather but um i needed my dad to get mad at me so that i could get like a pumped up and you know be like fine like fuck you then you know what i mean yeah yeah and uh he didn't get mad at me he's like he's like really and i'm like yeah really he's like that sucks i really want you here and i was like because they went they flew out uh, a couple days earlier and i was like God damn it! Like, just like <laughs> not the reaction. Of y- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so he's like, "Okay," and I was like, "I'm gonna go to the passport place and I'm gonna apply for an emergency passport." And da da da. And uh, he's like, "Okay, cool. Call me. Call me tomorrow." And um, that night, I didn't actually. I didn't have any money, so I couldn't get high that night. Yeah. And um, but the next night, uh, I didn't hear from anybody. And uh, the next night, I bought. Uh, i bought a bunch of drugs enough to kill me and i bought um and i actually had it fronted i actually went to a drug dealer that i knew and i, I was like hey man can you give me like half an ounce he's like what <laughs> and uh how much yeah exactly and he's like he knew me well and he's like okay sure i was good for it whatever he paid, he paid me back over the course of whenever however long that's yeah. going to take uh and i bought uh two six of jack daniels and um i sat in my kitchen and I did all of it and that should have killed me and I had some sleeping pills too actually and I popped those it should have killed me and I
0: so you did the, you did the deed you were right then and there
1: yeah I did it I'm like this is I'm doing this yeah. I'm gonna kill myself and I got so messed up that I don't know if it was real or if it was because I was high but some kind of entity uh said no to me like you are not dying today. Like, this wow. is not your time. I'm getting yeah. chills just thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, it was so real and in front of me. And it was, it was uh, such a um, monumental moment for me that it, uh, like I, I can see it. Like, as I'm speaking to you right now, I can see this entity saying that you're not ready yet. Did it you look know? like a human? It looked like light. Like, it was uh, all around me. But it was uh, like a shade I've never seen before, okay, wow. so but it did come from one part of the room i, I had I lived in a condo, a small condo, yeah. and I had a couch, and there was a lamp, and there was a screen door next to the lamp, and where, uh, when I used to sit down and get paranoid, which is every time yeah. I used to put my back up against where the lamp was and look back to see if anyone was coming yeah. for n- for no reason get right that baseball bat. yeah, exactly, and uh, it was it was coming from there, it was kind of my spot, and it was like, you're not you're not going today. So I was, I was like, okay, let's kind of whatever and shook it. And then the whole room started to go like fuzzy. And yeah. it's ha- that's happened to me once before cause I got so messed up that it, it kind of like everything was shaking, right? And then I just closed my eyes and tried to sleep. But really you're just closing your eyes for eight hours. Like you can't sleep on, on this shit. Yeah. Um, So the next day I said, okay, like I ignored it. Like it was very powerful, yeah. but I'm like, Whatever you are, you don't understand where I'm at. Like, I had my truck taken away from me in front of people I knew. I NSF'd on uh, Trident gum. <laughs> I don't. What's NSF? Uh, non sufficient fund when you okay. use a debit card. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, God yeah. you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Remind me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bad. That's yeah. bad, yeah. No, of course. Uh, it's like dollar, right, for that yeah, gum, right? I so, I. And uh, my friends and. Everyone was disappointed in me. I, I, I lost a lot of friends, right? I lost a lot of friends. And um, because why would you want to hang out with someone like that? You know what I mean? Like, there's no drive. There's no determination. There's no, like, not even, like, any testosterone flowing through you. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. there's no, like, there's just no substance. nothing. Just a shell yeah. of a person. And, no. uh, yeah, so that day, uh, I have a, there the next day, I have a friend, uh, I'll, I won't say his name, I have a friend who has a gun and I knew how to get it. And I'm like, that'll do it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That'll right, do it. That's yeah. Just
0: one quick pull the trigger, let's get out of here. Exactly.
1: So I called another drug dealer. And
0: this is, sorry to cut you off, but this is neat to know that this is the very next day. Very next you day. Were on, still on the same mission despite the experience you had exactly. with another entity that yeah. was kind of giving you that message of don't do this.
1: Exactly. and and. Uh, I called another drug dealer that I knew he's kind of a he doesn't I don't even know where he is now but he he kind of did it on the side and I was just like I just need like a couple grams to to do this that's right I don't need. obviously I'm not going to try to OD I'm going to shoot myself I just have to get myself pumped up and then just go bang and so I called him I got it all set up and my phone rang and it was my sister and she said she's in Hawaii now She's like, you should see this place. It's beautiful. Like, I, I wish you were here. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, like, what the fuck am I doing? Wow. Yeah, That's I'm you like, were here, right? yeah, I said in my head, what am I doing? Like, I, I thought it was a good idea. Like, I thought I was being, um, like, respectful and uh, thinking about my family to wait for them to be in paradise of Hawaii where they hear the news that I killed myself and I thought for some reason that that made it better that that would that, I thought it was a good idea
0: <laughs> from them not being in the city
1: yeah in they're in paradise days, like or... oh he died you know maybe he's he's in a better place now and But you know now they wouldn't think that way Oh no you know no. they probably would have just fucked They would they swim did. over if yeah. they couldn't okay. have a flight you know what yeah. I mean and uh yeah like that's it was just fucked up because That's where, a little off topic for a second, that's where addiction is a disease. Yeah. Because you're at dis-ease. Yeah. And it's a chemical that is processed through acetone and gasoline, never mind the alcohol. And it's just eating your brain. And that's why I believe it's a disease because that's what a disease does. It does the same thing. It attacks your tissues and your organs and everything. And that's what it was doing. So for me to think that was a good idea means like, that drug is fucking nuts. Yeah, wow. Right? It
0: even changes your entire behavior, the yeah.
1: decision making principles
0: you follow, even when you're remotely kind of sober. Yeah. And you're not really on the drug.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, and the come down is you're, you're agitated and you don't want to hang around with anybody. Even if you're sober for like five days because you ran out of money or something, you're still an asshole. Like, you're not yourself. I was always like I'm a really positive guy. Very, like anyone who knows it, yeah. notice knows who I am. Yeah. They know that. Like it's it's kind of a little extra sometimes. Yeah. So I guess I was still a, kind of a nice guy and like approachable still. But I looking now, I know I was an asshole, right? Yeah, well. So yeah, my sister called me. I, I wish you were here, and uh, you know I'm, I'm very upset that you're not here. But I'm not mad at you, type of thing. Yeah. And. My they would send pictures of where they are and everybody's happy and I was like, okay. Even even then, I'm like, oh, I need one more little, whatever. And my my phone went ding and my it was my dad. He's like, any news on your passport? And I said, no. And he said, okay, no problem. Uh, I love you. Fuck. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like two. Yeah. Give me a reason to drink or you know like give me a like get mad at me so I could do this right. And it's like he he uh, he just fucking awesome dad man like he just he just he knew that there was something going on in my life but he knew to tread lightly because I'm very like if you're if you're in my business like fuck off I was like I'm doing a podcast now so obviously that's not the the case (laughs) but I used to be like just fuck off and leave me alone right and my dad knew that so he helped me from a distance and uh uh yeah he wouldn't get mad at me so knew the i couldn't best do it
0: effective way of essentially giving you guidance yeah without you feeling like he's trying to shove something down your throat yeah you know what i mean for lack of a better yeah, term but exactly it's like, as a man and in that stage of life and then given the circumstances you are in there could have been no better way and from what i'm seeing based off how you are reacting to your father yep of how well he, and that your family was able to be like, hey, listen, like, we care about you, we love you, but it's from such a distance yeah. that it didn't feel too pushing, but at the same time it felt like they actually really fucking care.
1: Yeah, it was just enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Indeed. I always say. It was, ju- it was just enough. And I don't mean that they were uh, like it was a, compared to a test score, 50%, you pass. Yeah. It's just enough. I don't mean it like that. I mean, they knew, they gave it 100%, but they knew where to give it to me yeah. from. Wow. Yeah and uh, especially my dad and, and and my mom too my mom well i think moms are always worried about everything. she's probably worried about me right now and i'm yeah. doing just fine but um yeah so i i couldn't go through with it i just, i said fuck now i gotta now i gotta face all my debt <laughs> you know yeah. face and and my addiction and i had to have a a really good talk with myself and at the end of the, that day, which was, you know, by, by about one in the morning, I said, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm sitting here. I started, was yelling in my condo, which actually was, it was the bank's condo at that time. I was yeah. kind of, I was just waiting for the bailiff to kick me out and the yeah. sheriff's. And and by the way, there was times where the lights would get shut off and I'd have to, because I, I didn't pay a, uh, my, my energy supplier. Yeah. So I'd have a flashlight and I would do blows on that because I didn't give a shit. I was just like. Yeah, I couldn't even afford... Shop. I had to steal groceries. Yeah. I had to... Uh, I'd go to On, which lives right by my house, and I would walk in through the uh, self-checkout and I'd grab a bunch of bags and then I would go grocery shopping and put them in my bags and I'd walk out wow. like that, Like I paid because I got yeah, the grocery yeah, bags ready. Yeah. Right. I had no money, yeah. nothing. I had still somehow got drugs though, but um, yeah, so uh, the next day, literally the next day after that, I had an old buddy of mine that I used to work with. I used to work on White Ave uh, and being a bouncer and, and a bartender.
0: And mind you, before you go into the next day, the two accounts of two of your
1: family members saying,
0: I love you and wish you were here, you stopped what you were going to do yep. from the gun and leading to it. So yep. that was enough for you to be like, hey, let's go into the next day. Yeah,
1: that, I, I kind of had this picture of, uh, like I was a drone and I was at my funeral, you know, or my spirit lifted off and I was at my funeral and I saw what I had done to my whole family, my brothers, my mom, my sister, my dad, and extended family. No parent, and I, like I'm a dad now, and like this makes me emotional. But I'll I could never see the day where I bury my son, yeah. and that was what I was going to do to to my dad, and I just couldn't do it. In that third person yeah. you saw it all, right? Yeah, and he. He told me, when he said that to me, I believed him, that, that he loved me. I believed him, and I'm like, you know.
0: Does he, just for context, does he use those words often? Is yes. That, is that a regular occurrence? Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, right. yeah, and it's, I believe him every time. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, he always says I'm proud. he's proud of me, and, and uh, so, uh, you know, if you're, uh, a little side, side again, I'm going to go off again, but nice. if people who are listening are going through something, or they know somebody that's going through something, it's not, and I mean addiction or depression even, but because uh, that goes hand in hand. But addiction, let's say, it's really easy for someone to be like, oh, they had a shitty upbringing. That could be true. Yeah. But I had a great upbringing. Like, my, my parents did divorce when I was younger, and there was some trauma there. I was 10. Mm-hmm. There was some trauma there and stuff like that. But, like, no, my dad never hit me. My mom never hit me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't... Alcoholic alcoholism was never around me. Drug addiction was never around yeah. me. First time I ever saw cocaine, I was twenty, yeah. so it was never around me, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get the of boys" and "good job" all the time, but it's that's not what's going to stop someone from doing drugs yeah. necessarily. It's great for you to bring up. Yeah, and but at the same time, if people aren't getting that, that might do it too. Yeah. So there's no right answer for why does someone do drugs if they have a nice family or or whatever
0: it's important to know that in your special case it wasn't even because of uh you know adolescent family upbringing
1: yeah yeah exactly so um yeah i got to uh uh i got i think i might miss something there but i i got to my to the the next day and uh that i kind of started thinking about that light that i saw in my condo and uh, this guy that i saw yeah here we are uh, i haven't seen him in a long long time i used to work on white avenue i used to bounce with him big dude like the guy he could bench press a truck probably kind yeah. of guy and he uh he needed some work done and he needed a uh, vinyl flooring done 200 square feet which is nothing like it's do that in a couple hours so i said you know can you pay me cash because if something goes into my account it's it's frozen man like it's that's how bad it was like if i walked in to that bank like a sniper would probably shoot me like it was it was bad like it was very very delinquent and like i said i was going to live like i was going to die so what did i care you know whatever there was a couple times where i put um pieces of paper that said sorry in an envelope and i deposited into the atm back when you could get the money back right away and i'd get 200 bucks and then I get frozen, but I still got my 200 bucks, so I get my drugs. Wow. It was bad. It was I was addicted yeah. and didn't care about anything else. It was terrible. Yeah. So
0: on top of like the overdraft fees and everything. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, it's expensive to be broke. To yeah, no, course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it
0: keeps adding up.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, it's mathematically impossible to get out of it to uh, to a certain point in a in a normal person's lifetime of yeah. let's call it 80 years old. Yeah. So. Anyways, this guy, he calls me and he said, uh, I need this floor done. And it was the first time I ever looked at a job as a job and not a unit of drugs. Like, hey, this job's going to render me four grams. Mm-hmm. That's how I used to think. Wow. I, I'd see cash and I'd be like, four grams. Okay. Now I'm like, hey, these are like, these are this is $400, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I went to go do this floor and I I... I felt the endorphins of getting the job done. I was almost done. He came in there a couple of times. He's like, "This looks fucking awesome, man! Like, good job." And and I put a lot of care into it. Like I uh, like if there's any carpenters out there, you know, you got to make sure your miters are tight. Which are you know, if you make a ninety degree corner, this right here, that's a yeah. miter. You want to make sure that's really tight. It's kind of a it's kind of a call to carp other carpenters. You show off by making your miters really, really tight. Nice,
0: like making this line here. Yeah. Like, really? Almost invisible. Ah, Yeah,
1: that's the goal. And I was doing that with this floor. And he's like, this is unreal. Like, this is awesome, right? And I was like, thanks, man. And then I thought to myself, you know what? When I get home, I'm going to do drugs. I'm like, I can't do that. And this guy that I worked with a long time ago, not together. He was a plumbing apprentice for a large job site just down the road here on Jasper Ave. Large job site that I did when I worked for a large company. And I haven't seen him for like three years. And he called me, he's like, hey man, do you have any, any jobs, like any side jobs? Uh, especially flooring. And I'm like, fuck man, I'm at one right now. He's like, I just bought this shear. And it's like this special tool that you don't, I was using a miter saw which creates a bunch of dust and nothing wrong with using that tool, but it makes a bunch of dust and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, let me help you. I'll help you for free christian guy this guy is a yeah. christian guy i hope help you for free i just want to i don't know i've seen you forever or whatever i'm like this is bizarre yeah. so he came and he finished it off and um uh the guy who hired me the homeowner he's like here's your money and i took it and i gave it to his name is daniel yeah. gave it to daniel the and i said you for yeah free. yeah i yeah. said dude if i do if i take this cash i'm gonna do drugs tonight and he's like like he's so uh blissful yeah. and like ignorant like he like uh i don't mean in a bad way i mean he's like what do you mean do drugs like smoke weed yeah, <laughs> yeah. or i think he used to say drugs yeah weed, drugs. do weed you're gonna do weed like no one says do weed man yeah. like you know <laughs> yeah
0: so far from ever even doing it
1: yeah so i said no like cocaine like yeah. he's like holy shit you do that <laughs> like so I'm like, you got to take this. And uh, he's like, okay, sounds good. So, and uh, I said, by the way, I'm, I'm out of gas. I have no gas and I can't get it. I don't have any money for gas. Don't give me that money. Can you drive me home? So he's like, sure, man. He drove me home. My lights were shut off. Place stunk because the fridge was down and stuff. is. I, I was like, this is insane. Uh, so that same day, after I finished the floor, which only took a few hours, that same day, uh, that same homeowner called me and he said, I want to do my bathroom. My bathroom, which is worth like six grand or so, so I was like, okay. And so I called Daniel up and I said, this guy wants to use bathroom too. Yeah. So we went and uh, demoed his bathroom. I'm like, you got to hold all the money. He was a tile setter, still is, yeah. really good tile setter. And uh, I said, you know, I'll do the subfloor, you do the tile. I'll help you do the tile, do the waterproofing, all that kind of stuff. We'll paint together, yeah. all that stuff. And I uh, said, sure. And then we we're working there, and we were working till about 11 p.m. and i've never met someone who has the same work ethic as me ever uh at that time i've yeah. met a few now but when i'm into something i'm into it obsessively yeah. and like you know rewind so when i was doing my side jobs i was working 10 hours a day at my job and then i work another four or five do, uh, at night wow. renovating kitchens and yeah. doing decks and stuff like that and um so i got a lot of hustle and i still do yeah, you got a lot of work. tons and i'll do it the hard way if i don't have the cash like yeah. there's times that i i smashed up driveways with a sledgehammer because i couldn't afford to rent a bobcat yeah. wow. right or because i didn't have a credit card to rent yeah. the bobcat well, Exactly. you know so i'm like this guy's insane too like yeah. this is crazy so i'm like you want a partner he's like yeah i want a partner i'm like there's a list of things you should know about okay. and i said i'm a drug addict like you've ever seen uh, my house is getting taken away and I'm terrible with money at the moment and I'm really good with it now but terrible with it at the moment because I looked at money with units of cocaine
0: yeah.
1: uh, and he happened to be the most frugal person I've ever met mm-hmm. he's got good Christian morals
0: Great.
1: and all that stuff so we decided to partner and I said uh, you know I gotta live with you if I How can only did
0: he say yes though
1: instantly really instantly yeah amazing. and I think it's because he's a Christian and he's like he, i gotta help this guy out faithful man yeah, yeah. so he that's what he did and he t- he used to live with a buddy of mine named chris who steve liang is good friends uh, with yeah. there. shout out yeah, steve they, liang you know. and that's how i met him how i met steve liang but so chris had an unfinished basement he had a master bedroom and he had a second bedroom and then he had this like this loft with a futon on it okay. and he's like yeah man you can stay here here's this is what rent's going to be and and uh said no problem and this I is your
0: partner's friend Chris
1: yeah yeah and he was actually a, a friend of mine also yeah yeah a friend of mine also and and I lost him as a friend because I I one of the jobs that I got burnt on I had to burn him on him on he was my plumber for it so I couldn't pay him because I didn't get paid and it was just one of those situations but he wasn't He didn't hate me or anything like that. He understood, but it was a shitty situation. Tough to remain the same, like nothing ever happened, right? But some time passed, and he took me in, and I'm super grateful for that. He took me in, and I sat on this couch, and I said, Hey, I'm about day two without cocaine, and I am going to be a fucking monster in the next couple days. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get cold sweats. I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you... I'm gonna go. uh, I think there's a joke we all have now, where I'm like, I just got to go park my car.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like, like Like, I just want to
1: move my car because I don't like where it is. Right? I'm gonna go find, like, go around and find Find a guy with a tattoo on his neck and find it, find some drugs. Right? I would have, I would have the same hustle I have. In my business now, I had back then. We'll get to that, but it was it was crazy. Like you need something, you you want to do something, you you go do it. And at the time, it happened to be go do drugs. So I said I was going to lie to you. You got to chain me to a fucking telepost yeah. like a pole, wow. right? And I wasn't kidding. And they realized that I wasn't kidding because about day two, they didn't they didn't tie me to a pole, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> about day two, I was like, okay, hey, man, like let's go do something. Let's go to like whatever a bar
0: yeah let's just stay busy
1: yeah and and we did we went to a bar because and i would manipulate because i wanted this thing so bad this drug and uh chris was kind of like whatever right? like we were all single by the way so we we're all looking for girls and whatever and uh we're all handsome guys i'm like oh i see this girl over there and we'll get her number and then dan tells a story that he sees me walk right past her and then i start running and he's just like no. <laughs> like yeah, he's, yeah. He's keeping it up. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Too. Like, this guy better not be lying. Yeah, and I went, ran right up to this guy that I knew, and he, funny enough, had a tattoo on his neck, and yeah. Dan grabbed me. And he's like, get the fuck out of here, to the guy. And Dan has never been in a fight in his life, ever. Yeah, and he looked at the guy. He's like, I'll fuck you up. Holy <laughs> and shit. the guy was like, whatever. He's like, whatever. He's like, whatever. He was yeah, fucked up. Guy. He's like, yeah, oh, whatever, man. I'm not, yeah. He, plus, he, probably, he had a bunch of drugs on him, so he's not going to get in a fight in the middle of a club, right? So kudos to Dan for being like I'll fuck you up because he's never to this day threw a punch. No way. Is this your business partner? He is my ex-business partner. Okay, yeah, actually, at, yeah. At the time that you're yeah, about, right? yeah, that's right. And uh, he's. Uh, a Christian, right? That's right. Okay, that's yeah, and uh, he, uh, yeah, he, he kind of got me through um, those stages and of you know trying to run away. And I told him straight up, you know, while I was not coming down, I said I'm going to lie to you, and he. Remember that, Great. and yeah, he grabbed me, and then I got past uh, about five days, five days or so, and then I was—I just said, you know, we got to bury ourselves in work. And one thing I'm really, really good at is talking with people yeah. and uh, sales, especially. Like, I can't sell you a car, no way, because okay. I'm not about that life. Okay. Uh, because I don't love cars. There's Some people that love cars and they can name like the 70th bolt that gets put in a like, in a Jigsaw bike or something the like that. Of yeah, the exactly. Back of their head. Exactly. I know construction, so I can sell it no problem. Because I'm not selling it to you to make money. I'm selling it to you. To be like, hey man, look what I can do. Look what we can do. We can develop your basement. It's an investment, and it's going to be amazing. Your kids could play here. You could have a bar down here or a man cave or whatever it may be, and. Dan couldn't, you know, sell a life vest to someone drowning. Like, no way. <laughs> He's brutal at it. But he was good with his hands. Like, he was a good carpenter or a tile setter. And he was kind of like a, call him a Swiss army knife. Like, he kind of do everything. Sweet. So, we worked great together. So, what I did is I said, let's go out. We're going to go door to door. And I'm going to sell uh, decks, fences, patios, basement developments, renovations, anything. Yeah. And I, I made our schedule so fucking insane that I had no time to go to the, to the drug dealers or no time yeah. to think about drugs. You kept yourself busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we, you know, this, looking back now, it wasn't very healthy, but at the end of each day, we went to this establishment on the sell side. Yeah. I don't want to say their name just in case it makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. But we went on, their sell, on, on to the sell side drinking establishment, and I would drink beer. Mm-hmm. We would drink tons of beer. But I would say, here's my cell phone, and here's the, you know, I wasn't allowed to touch any cash, nothing like that. So here's my cell phone, I'm going to get drunk, and when I do get drunk, habitually, as an addict, you want to step it up all the time. So, you know, a couple beers, you call your drug dealer, right, or you look for the drug dealer in the room. And, you know, we kind of had, like, this kind of boys club there. and they you know, you're familiar, they knew. Yeah, we, exactly, and I, told, I was honest with everybody, and that's why I'm still honest with everybody, because it keeps me accountable, and it'll keep you accountable. If you're honest with me, I'll be honest with you. Okay. If you tell me, man, hey, I want to, are, are you a black belt? In Taekwondo. Okay, so if you want to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and it made you, you said I got to do like 50 things to do that, and you told me, I'll try to keep you accountable to it. Okay. So I go to my buddies, and I say, hey man, I can't do drugs. They're, my real friends are gonna keep me accountable to it, and that's exactly what everybody did. So I had a couple hiccups here and there. Uh, you know, birthday one time, I got messed up. I, did, I relapsed and did drugs, and here and there. You know, but nothing to like what I was. And um, uh, yeah, so we, we just took that mentality of, of staying busy to stay sober. Uh, and then it just turned into this business, and it was always what I wanted to do, but I was more focused on staying sober, uh, sorry, not doing drugs, mm-hmm. than I was starting this business. It kind of happened on accident, oh, wow. you know? And we st- we just kept getting jobs, just kept getting jobs and jobs, and and sure. the, yeah.
0: Fueling your time and energy into building the business as a distraction from drugs ultimately turned into a successful business.
1: Yeah, because you need to That's be distracted right. 100% of the time. Yeah. So we worked 100% of the time. Yeah. And if it wasn't on on the tools, as what we say in the trades, if you're either in the office or you're on the tools, it wasn't. if it wasn't just on the tools, I would build our website or I would get on social media, Instagram, uh, on the business end and... Take pictures of what we've done and how we got there, like you know before and after, or like if let's say we're building this restaurant, it would be an empty concrete slab, and then we would start framing I'd take a picture of that, and people started to be like, this is awesome right mm-hmm. and and we started gaining i think we got like uh I think I got like eleven thousand followers on on my business, wow, something like that, that great. and people how long uh two years yeah yeah. Something like that, yeah. And they would, uh, they, you know, cheer for us not only for us as friends and uh, as a business, but we came from doing this small 200 square foot vinyl job to doing our first big job was a 16,000 square foot uh, epoxy floor for a car auction house. Yeah, it was huge, right? And people were rooting for us. Like we walk into this drinking establishment, which we were friends with everybody there at this yeah, time cool. now, right? And um, uh, as it happens, the guy that I lived with is he has a kid. Like their their boyfriend girlfriend, they're basically I, I'm going to just say they're married. They're not, but yeah. they're common law. They have a kid together and they have a house together and stuff like that. She worked there. That's how many. That's how close we were with yeah, everybody, right? Wow, it's a and, community, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so yeah, people would cheer for us and share our posts and love the story of why we're doing it and where we came from so we would get all these referrals and before i knew it i'm like hey man i'm at like 200 days without doing cocaine right fuck yeah this is awesome
0: did that did that kind of catch you by surprise or were you like another day, no cocaine, another day, no cocaine. Was yeah. it like something you were tracking every single day?
1: At the first uh, probably a couple months it was like that. Okay. You just have to get through the day. Uh, I got a couple of people that I've, I've reached out to and I, I'm a huge advocate of surrounding yourself with people that you want to emulate yeah. or you know, if, if, even if they're in a different industry if they're very successful, chill with them because they're doing something right. Right? And so I'm like this guy that I know his name is Josh. He was heavily addicted to crack for years, for years, and then he just got sober. No, yeah. you know it, it, it sounds easy for me to say that, but for him it was probably fucking hell. Yeah, he has his own story. To but it that. exactly, yeah, and it was it, it was probably incredible. He tells me a little bit, but uh, he's been sober for like 17 years, and that's a fucked up drug. Like yeah. you think you know, cocaine grabs you, but crack like implodes into you you. it becomes you yeah and you know there's more worse than that even and anyway i'm like what did you do man he's like you got to go minute by minute hour by hour so and then once you start doing that you essentially are creating a checklist and like we all know as a entrepreneur or anyone that even in sports or whatever if you have yourself a checklist and you get to do a check you get a like a little shot of an endorphin once you do the check you know like okay job well done check next yeah. thing right and you're like yeah. fuck yeah and let's keep going that's what happens with the mentality of going hour by hour day by day you check 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 yeah. you can start becoming proud of yourself again exactly. and you know i started another hour, check. Exactly. Another hour check. exactly yeah a little checkpoints yeah like a video game exactly yeah okay. and uh i started gaining my weight back started going to the gym yeah and uh that's one of my my, my girlfriend that i have now that's why I actually when I started going to the gym, <laughs> you know, I'm nice. like, this chick's way harder than me. I better, <laughs> I better start going yeah. to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I was ripped because I was skinny, yeah. but like, I couldn't lift this glass, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I started going to the gym and I started to become myself again. The, nice. You know, that 19 year old guy full of piss and vinegar Sweet. with motivation and, and, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, I brought that back into my business and, uh, you know, I got, you know, me and my business partner at the time, uh, when we were uh, – Zerzetta Williams was the name of the business. Daniel Williams was the, yeah. was the Williams. Cool. He uh, – we just kind of had a – we just wanted different things. Yeah, and I, I got back to myself where I'm like, okay, I – building small jobs is not what I want. I want to build a fucking high rise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why – the reason I'm in business is because there's no ceiling on it, Right there's no if you work for a company and there's nothing wrong with that but for me i if you work for a company you can make it up to the ceo uh but there, that's it there's a ceiling if you own the company you can be like yeah i'm gonna be the biggest construction company in the fucking world right or i'm gonna build another business off to the side which is what i've done and it's an epoxy floor coating business and i'm gonna i want to do every garage in the city you know what I mean? You can say shit like that. You might not be able to do it, but you can sh- say shit like that and it's like this game that never ends. There's no limit. Yeah. The sky's the limit. Exactly. Sky, literally. And my old business partner was more uh comfortable. He wanted like, you know, he wanted to be this uh small outfit that just did like floors and stuff like that because he doesn't handle stress the way that I do. Maybe because he sees it better than I do. Maybe I'm different vision. Yeah, yeah, right? you know, like I, I think yeah. I'm a little crazy. Like I think I'm a little um uh, like I I'm always glass half full mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the glass is Gatorade, It's not water. It's something better, no, you know. Of you know. I love that. He's like glass is is piss. Yeah. It's half empty and it's piss. You know what I mean? He's like that. Like <laughs> so uh so we, we just, you know, broke it off in uh no. in a respectful way. Uh, in a, yeah, it's all good. It it's all good. On yeah. Thing. Yeah, and I actually, I have I've had him do some small jobs for me. Like we've done a basement development, he come did uh, come and done the uh, backsplash. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't knock his work, right? Yeah. And of course, there's a little bit of friction when you first break up, and you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah, it was it was all good, and and uh, now I'm like, yeah, I'm totally back to myself. Uh, oh. The addiction is gone, hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, people will argue with me on that. Like some people will say. Uh, you and when i say you like i mean people in general mm-hmm. you, an addict is always an addict it's just if you're active or not or if you're sober or not yeah. right and i do you believe in that i don't believe in that i i believe that you can start chapter 2 or version 2.0 love it yeah that's 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 my mentality and i went to a couple aa meetings and stuff like that when i i, I relapsed and I'm like, okay, I, gotta, I need a little bit more help than I thought. But I'm almost there. So I'm like, I'm going to try these courses. And I went in and, and uh, I, you know what helped me? I got to talk. Talking helps, right? You hear the stories. And then I went to a few more. I'm like, these people. And like, again, I, I got to explain myself a lot. Because people who are in addiction mode, it, they're very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. So I got to be really careful. But that particular group was not for me. I just saw a group full of victims with victim mentality and they don't know how to, you know, okay, you got sober. Awesome. Stay sober. Awesome. You know, you you go to these groups. Now go to the next step. Yeah. And go go to the next step. Yeah. A lot of people start from, go from rock bottom where I was. Like if there is anything under that, that's where I was. Like Mm -hmm. it was fucking bad. If you're at rock bottom, right these guys or girls or whatever go to the so get sober and they get to this place and then they're just like a bunch of people that are giving each other fucking hugs and it's okay and they're like you know i I relapse and i've heard someone say that in our group i relapse and they give them a hug it's all right it's not all right yeah you know that's not okay yeah don't encourage yeah that's not okay and that when i saw that i'm like fuck this like i need a little bit more i'm a little bit more of a tough love type of guy when it comes to me and i think i can tell what people need like so you know my girlfriend needs one thing my brother needs another and my best friend eric needs another absolutely uh everyone operates differently yeah i can't be tough love with this person but i can with this person right i need i need Kind of a bit of a hybrid, but more so the tough love. Like there's a guy, David Goggins, uh you know him? Buckley, yeah, he's man. a fucking beast. He's, dude, he's tough doing
0: Instagram posts he's putting up, yeah. Some next level shit. Buddy.
1: Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> and he's the uh, same thing, like he's he used to be real fat. Yeah. And he used to say or overweight, whatever, fat. And he used to say that all the time, that he was fat. And he used to be like, you know what? I'm fat. I'm a fat motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly what he says. Yeah. And he's like, I you know I'm dumb too, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you're like, "Holy shit! I need to educate myself, and I need to not be fat anymore." Yeah. So go out. That's what I'm like, and that and that's what I need. You so,
0: know your situation more than anybody else, and it's just a matter of pinpointing it, putting it out there. Because yeah. clearly you're not afraid to. Yeah, and then see- seeking help from the people who genuinely do care about you. Yeah, right. Exactly. From what I hear and from what your story was gathering.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I just can't. Uh, I just don't have any time for that victim mentality because I yeah. did that while I was an addict because that was kind of my excuse to do it. You know, yourself. like, oh, I lost my wife, which, whatever. Like, she didn't die. Yeah. But like, hey, you know, you know, we divorced. Or, oh, I lost my company, which I was more upset about. I lost my company. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, a, I'm ashamed of being who I am right now. And well, I let my dad down, I let my brothers down, I let my sister down, I let all these people down. And I would say that over and over. And then, you know, as I got sober and I got to myself, I'm like, then don't fucking do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? What can I do to make them proud of me? You know, and then now I'm, you get to a point where what can I do to make me proud of me? And now that I have a son, what can I do to make me proud of me and my son proud of me? And that's kind of what I would, I would do. That's what I do now. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and I take that mentality into, into my businesses and, uh, you know, there's no day you're not going to find me leaving work early and saying, you know, I'm going to go home and chill out because I did that already. I, I sat at home yeah, and spent I, time you know, look, yeah, looking around in the ceiling or some fake cop that's going to come kick my yeah, door yeah, in. And, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I'm, so every day needs to be better than yesterday yeah. or else I may get back into that mentality, that addiction yeah you know what I mean so I'm so afraid to go back there like I'm not actually scared because I know that'll never happen again right like I I always think about um like Eminem Marshall Mathers in recovery he says he flips a whole liquor cabinet up like it's there and he's like I don't fucking need this you know like it's a boss move so I try to do that kind of stuff uh not literally but yeah I, I try to keep that mentality of you know stay hard and stay focused and don't get don't slip your slip into those roots and and be mindful of that like you know i'm i i'm a pretty sensitive person when it comes to um like if someone gets hurt in front of me like i feel bad like i want to help them or somebody's going through some shit i want to help them right but i can't i have to distance myself a little bit so that i don't Feel that energy and then go back to where I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they mean they mean need company. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got to kind of distance myself. Be
0: tough too. Hey, when now the, the script is flipped, now you see other people who've gone through what you've gone through. Essentially, yep. You want to help them, but you know that you are a product of your own environment from what you said. Yep. So you almost feel conflicted to want to fully help them because you don't want to see what you went through all over again it's exactly right and then and then given the circumstances relapse which you know God willing and obviously just based off of now raising a kid yeah strong influence yep. and and having you know a great wife at home who respects you who who's, who's your biggest fan all these things I want to ask I mean for for someone like me right like Something happens to me in my life. I see someone who's in it. I have a very similar personality as you. Mm-hmm. I can help but want to help them. Yeah. But I understand. Then there's that feeling of, okay, well, how much distance am I going to keep from them? Yeah. So, for you, do you feel like you have that distance immediately because of what reason? Like, why did that not turn into... And there's no wrong, right or wrong answer here, right? I'm not yeah. saying, oh, because you went through that, why aren't you an advocate to other people? Yeah. In a, in a huge way, you are just by being here. Yeah. But I want to know... What is the reason, ultimately, why you don't want to fully invest in those people who've
1: gone through similar struggles? Um, Because I think that they have to be close enough to me, first of all. So if my brother was going through this, I would know, or one of my brothers were going through this, I would know the signs, right, because I've been through it. I got a saying, a fisherman always sees another fisherman from afar there's nobody like another fisherman, right? So if I started seeing the same patterns, I would fucking grab him and make him live with me. 100%. Because that's what saved my life. Yeah. So I would cut it early. You know what I mean? And be like, yo, you're coming with me. And this is why. You don't necessarily have to hit rock bottom to be successful. Some people do. My ego needed a big, big check. You talk to anyone that knew me from, my, from high school to 20 22? I needed a fucking ego <laughs> check. <laughs> but he needs to reality. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had to do that. But it's not always necessary. Um, so somebody really close to me, I would fully involve myself Great. with them. But if it's, an, if it's an acquaintance, I'll say my two bits because everyone needs to walk their own path. Yeah. And what worked for me may not work for you. But what I can tell this person, let's say, is, hey, if you continue this, this is what will happen. It's up to you really it's up to you and uh i work a lot on, on emotions there's certain to this day there's certain roads i can't drive down without getting anxiety like i i had i happen to have a job site really close to my old condo and you know you drive straight you take a left at my condo to get to this job site there's no uh, there's literally no other way there and i'd be like oh my god there's a 7-eleven right there I'd be like that's the atm where i have to get money out yeah uh that. When I got too paranoid in my house, I'd, I'd go walk around this field or um, this is where I would take all the change and get ice cream from that 7 because that's all I could afford. Wow. Uh, and that's all my teeth could take because it fucks your enamel up, right? So I couldn't eat like steak or anything like yeah. that. Wow. I had to have ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> so it's terrible, terrible. terrible. Order, right? But so if I feel like I have that emotion, then I need to distance myself. Or if I feel like that person is making it look like a good time, I need to distance myself, no matter how strong I am. So, yeah, yeah if like if I like, I sometimes even Instagram or like Snapchat. I deleted Snapchat, but Instagram, for example, if I'm looking at stories and there's somebody at a rave, yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, that looks fun," yeah. and then I'm like, "It's not, though," because yeah. you're only like seeing seen six seconds, yeah. yeah, of the fun part. Just like you know what's uh, marketed really, really well? Cocaine. You ever see like Wolf of Wall Street or? Any movie with cocaine in it.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. They make it look like it's heaven.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Here's what is included in the lifestyle of you taking it. Yeah. Girls, money, partying, all this galore. Yeah. You
1: know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Great point. And it's not. It is fucking false, man. It's false. For about 10 seconds, it may seem to be true. Because you're with all your friends and, yeah, there's some girls around. And there's some girls that latch on to the guy who has the drugs. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. If you die, that girl goes to the next guy. You know what I mean? And it yeah. looks lavish and it looks cool. Look, it looks like that. It looks like that. It looks like that. But it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that. Coming Down is fucking terrible. It's terrible. And these, these movies make it look so good, right? Well, actually, they don't even show the Come Down. Yeah. Unless you're looking at like, a movie like Rec Room for a Dream or a, a documentary you know what I mean? That's it. But uh, these other movies are... are It's making it look glamorous. And we got such a societal problem of like... You know, like... Some people brag about being a drug dealer. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, you waste... They're
0: going to brag about that?
1: Yeah. Like, you waste shit for a living. Yeah. And you put it in bags and you sell it. That's all you do. You're a loser. You know what I mean? So... But then, then these movies make it look like, yo, man, like he's got a Ferrari and stuff like you gotta be a big yeah exactly yeah yeah you gotta be a really successful drug dealer to have a Ferrari by the way like that's pretty fucking rare here
0: it's crazy man like I was reading um, Jay Z's Decoded yeah and he was talking about it and he says the the sad reality of, of drug dealing and and being immersed in that space really in the projects when he was living in that time was in the beginning you're not making anything just like you're making less than you would a regular job. Yeah. But the majority of those guys are not doing it for the money in the beginning. They're doing it for the status. Yeah. They're doing it for the rush. 100%. Doing it for the thought that out of one out of maybe the thousand of other people doing it, risking their lives every day, selling that dope, is they eventually want to be the, the high roller yeah. guy. Tony
1: Montana. Vehicle.
0: Everything you know what I mean, and they 're willing to take the risk of making half of what an earning wage you would get regularly from a regular job, yeah, but they 're looking at it differently from from the idea of okay what is it going what is it going to do for them from like a fame and fortune perspective yeah right, and it's just it's sad yeah right it's really sad to know because given the circumstances, some people see that as the only way to live
1: yeah, exactly, right. and there is cases like that where you know, we're, we're born in Edmonton, right? Like, we're born – you – like, well, people will argue with this with me too. But we have – we are in the land of opportunity. And I may just be saying this from a trades perspective because construction is everywhere in Edmonton and in Alberta. So it's pretty easy. Like, look at a – if a, if a coke-addicted, 150-pound man can knock on your door and sell a deck – you there's work everywhere yeah. like i could do that right, right? right. there's work everywhere right yeah. but like there's some people that are built, like born in like detroit chicago you know what i mean projects like they don't know anything else right yeah. here it's that exact point where they just want that street cred or or whatever i don't know if it's necessary laziness because you got to hustle a little bit like there's hustling like what i do like hustling every day to sell jobs get jobs yeah. keep, like Bring him in on time and, and network and meet people, all that stuff, right? Like, every day I'm working, every minute, yeah. except for while I'm sleeping. That's a fucking fact. Yeah. And then there's, like, the hustle, like the, what the movies say. Oh, the guy's a hustler, but, like, really he just, like, leans his car seat back and he drives like this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So that's – a lot of people – I think a lot of people do that, but
0: – No, I see what you mean because what are you doing? You're ultimately providing value for a home. You're yeah. building something that, some, that, that that someone is actually going to use – for the next 25 years. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like and I'm proud of that. And you're, and you're making it better. You're, 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 you're essentially you're optimizing that experience, right? Yeah. That's why it feels so good as a business owner when you're selling an actual commodity that is going to be used. Yeah. Right? It's a product or service that someone actually took the time and energy to get to know you and pay for for them to actually continue to use because they love it so much. Yeah. They want that nice deck they want their flooring refurbished yeah right that's a that's a whole lot, lot better feeling as a business owner for you to feel like you're making a difference as opposed to selling or using dirt
1: that's exactly right yeah right? you're selling something that works yeah. like in a positive way and it's also there's something that needs to be said about tangible things so tangible skills let's say mm-hmm. so like when I build a deck I you know we don't do that anymore by the way we're much larger than that but <laughs> uh, if I were to do that, you would see a deck at the very end and be like, damn, like I, I built this with these. You know what I mean? That's that's that dopamine and um uh endorphins that I so craved while I was doing drugs. Yeah. That exact same thing. And it's all it's win win. Yeah. I get the I get the rush I get I want. I'm proud of myself. Uh sorry I hit the mic there. Um and the client's happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was it?
0: Ultimately, if you could be honest with us, Anthony, was it more of, or a mixer, to be honest, the the lack of funds you had in your bank account that led you to really taking drugs, and or the uh, let's say disconnect that ended up happening with someone you pictured seeing for the rest of your life by your side. And if I'm missing any variables from what you said, feel free to let. Um,
1: well, with with her, I I didn't love her anymore. It was. Over, yeah, like it was over, you, said you, were you know? Yeah. That so happened. that that disconnect was. You know, I don't want to sound cold, but it was nothing to me. Yeah. Like when we broke up, it was nothing. Uh, I don't think it, my heart rate changed, to be honest. But when I was failing at my business, that that disconnect and that failure that fucked me up yeah. big time. Because i I always wanted my I've always wanted to look like this successful guy who is very disciplined and people look up to and yeah. and i was just embarrassed you know what i mean
0: especially when you hear oh you're gonna be successful at all the time, time. Right? yeah I can imagine i'm just yeah. like picking a part of what that could look like yeah you hear that when people have such high expectations of you family friends you yeah. just know you're gonna with whatever you do with your personality you're gonna yeah. make shit happen yeah exactly
1: and then when, when
0: you face the reality of what you saw in your bank account then it was like whoa yeah people think i'm here or see me as here, but i'm I'm actually here
1: yeah way at the bottom yeah exactly yeah that that hurt that oh, hurt wow. big time and of course not having the money was was just just kerosene on the fire you know yeah. and uh yeah like i said the only consistent thing i had that never let me down was cocaine you know and alcohol so
0: and when you go back to that time when we because i i'm to to just appreciate you for a second for the fact that like you know if we go back to the first question i asked you you outlined it beautifully yeah you know from beginning to end without stopping so i really respect that and uh you know you answered a lot of things i already had in mind right on we go back to when you talked about seeing that guy at that restaurant and he was able to you know sell you it and it was very easy for you at that time to say yes Was that because you felt like there was just no other way out? Like, what what was that decision-making process in your head? When you realized, okay, well, I'm about to do this stuff. Yeah. Do the cocaine, and uh, should I do it? Should I not do it? Like, was it just really easy? Yeah. Because it was like you had no other choice? I
1: had no other hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah, it was hopelessness. So I wasn't going home to anyone, and I wasn't going home to anything that I particularly was proud of because I'm pretty hard on myself. Uh, even today. And I think that's important as long as you can, like, mediate that a little bit. But back then, I was like, you fucking loser. Like, yeah, you yeah. lost this company and da-da-da-da. But I was just like, let's double down and do some blow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's... You know, I talk light of, like, kind of funny now because it's way long gone. It's yeah. a lifetime ago. Absolutely. But it it was just a very easy decision because, yeah, there was no one to say no to me. And I was so... Yeah. Kind of vulnerable it was kind of a perfect recipe like he was there at the perfect time perfect place yeah. and it was just like you know it's over
0: if it wasn't going to be drugs and it was going to be some other positive escape if you could go back to that moment or you see somebody who you know that you said you're willing to help or maybe someone you are willing to give two cents to and they're yeah. at that point in their life where you were at right now what would be the best alternative therapy for them you think like let's say they're drowning in death they didn't do the drug yet yeah you know maybe they they've in it here and there but they're they're at no point of being an addict yet yeah what would you do for yourself or that person to be the best form of therapy other than going fuck it let's do cocaine yeah.
1: i would say there's multi answers for that for sure yep. um I'll, I'll, I'll outline them um speaking to yourself truthfully would be one so if you If you could go and sit down and say, okay, I got $100,000 in debt and I can't collect my money from here or whatever it may be. Talk to yourself and be like, where am I going wrong? You do know. You can't lie to yourself. People know. And you have to have that really raw, honest conversation and say, where am I fucking up? And for me, I had terrible follow through with certain aspects of my job. And I couldn't collect money. I was just a bitch. Like I was just too, too. Uh, I didn't want. I didn't want verbal confrontation, which is hilarious because I played hockey and I boxed. <laughs> yeah. So physical, no problem. I'll fight. Yeah. But like verbal confrontation, in a respectful manner, I just couldn't do. Okay. You know. So if if this person X, let's say, is going through that. Uh, they need to sit down and have an honest conversation with myself and, with themselves and say, what am I bad at? And whatever you're bad at, find something, somebody that's good at it and check your ego 100%. Go to somebody that isn't going to fuck you over, right? Like take your business or something. Like let's say you have an uncle that's good at business, but you're afraid that your uncle is going to think you're a failure because you're drowning in debt. Who cares? At the end of the day, you don't report to your uncle every day. What what he thinks of you is... It doesn't matter at all. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So suck it up. Go to this uncle or this friend or whatever and be like, Hey, man, I'm fucking drowning in debt. How do I get out of it?
0: Get advice from the right yeah. person. Yeah.
1: Right. And then get advice from another two other people. Like two other people that are good at it. Because... If you go to one person, they may be fucking wrong. Yeah, you know what I you mean? You're thinking,
0: oh, that's the one tours. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like if it was that easy, sweet, man. But it's not. <laughs> so find some other people that can that are good at that as well and check your ego and get physical 100 percent. Go to the gym and get disciplined. Uh, my routine is one of those. I go really, really early in the morning to the gym because my workday usually starts about 7 a.m. So I can have clients or trades or suppliers or truckers calling me and being like, there's an issue. And then I'm like, kind of off my game. I need to compartmentalize what I do during the day. So if I go to the gym in the morning, no one can bother me. Nothing's gonna happen at 5 a.m. except for a pipe burst, let's say. Then I'm going to fix that, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like, chances are, 5 a.m., nothing's gonna happen. So if you stay regimented and disciplined on that kind of stuff, you are more likely to not let yourself down and stay hard in your in your brain, you know what i mean great um, point and but yeah, the biggest thing man ego hundred percent ego learning how to check that and ask for help i didn 't ask for help till it was way too late, and it, that's it, it was just way too late if you If you involve other people in your business i don 't mean get business partners I have nothing there 's no problem with that right Mm -hmm. but if you ask somebody like uh let's talk about someone we know like steve yeah liang he everywhere he's everywhere marketing genius that guy right
0: he's great at it everyone always wonders what's the secret how does he do this yeah
1: exactly how are you everywhere i was in kamloops on a houseboat and i i saw rvl i was like what (laughs) like how does that happen right from baby exactly let's say i wasn't good at, at marketing i'm pretty good myself but let's say I wanted to step it up, which I do. So I may call him, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like God. go to him and be like, "Hey man, I'm doing this. What am I doing wrong?" What are the guys doing it? Right yeah, yeah, exactly. Locally, there's right. nothing wrong with that at all. And I, I think a lot of people think that there's something wrong with that because they, let's say they may be some alpha male that all their friends look up to and all the girls like, and, and you know whatever. There's nothing wrong with going to ask asking for help and you have to do it no one can i don't know one person who's successful who did it alone even in boxing it's a single man sport in the ring they got coaches they got cut man they got yeah they got someone that can help them meditate they got you know counselors every like it's it's a world of an ocean of people are helping this one person be successful so why do you have to keep it to yourself you don't And that's what I did. And if anyone is listening, that's what you need to do is go ask for help and check your ego. It's okay. You don't have to look like a millionaire. You know what I mean? You don't have to do that. And by the way, when you become a millionaire, you still don't have to look like a millionaire. You know, you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: awesome, man. That's great advice. Yeah. Right? Because with everything you said, it all comes down to just being really real with yourself yeah and not being afraid to let that show
1: yeah and cut people and yeah cut people your best friend in the world we have this thing like where uh it, it, you know like i said with the the 10 people and then the three made you cocaine yeah. those people become your best friends yeah. because you have this one thing in common that they don't have in common with anybody else because it's terrible yeah. so you just kind of like make your own little tribe right so they become your best friends right if you want to get out of that, you need to fucking get rid of your friends, Mm -hmm. get rid of these people Mm -hmm. and change your number, whatever doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And if they, this sounds terrible, but if they, you don't have, you have to help yourself before you help them. So if these like drug friends of yours are, you know, they need you and then they OD because they overdose and die Mm. because they weren't with you or whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's, it sounds cold as ice, but fuck that. You gotta, you gotta manage yourself because more people than you think rely on you. They're gonna
0: use and abuse you.
1: It's exactly right. Yeah, these people are, will, will hold you down, and the people that you don't think look up to you, you have no idea who looks up to you. You may, you may know because they say it to you, but if you know, you may have like a third cousin that looks up to you or someone in Instagram. Like, I dedicate my personal Instagram. Uh, like, I have my business one, Anvil Construction, and then I have my personal one, Mr. Zorzetto. And that personal one is all about exactly what we're talking about. It's all, this is what I went through, this is what I did. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is what I did, and this is what worked. Yeah, I love that. You know what I mean? And you just got to, you just sometimes got to get a little bit selfish. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, I got off for a sec there, but someone reached out to me and said, they met, I've never met them. And they say, "Hey man, your inspirational quotes are awesome." Or your posts, "I'm going through this right now, and and this is getting me through the day, or whatever." Like that's super powerful. Yeah, you never know who's looking up to you. So someone may be cheering for you in the background. So you need to get away from these people so that they can be actually proud of you. Because if they emulate you, they're going to be in that circle with you. You know what I mean? And it's you. It seems so selfish uh, to be a drug addict and stuff like that. And, and suicide, you always hear this, like suicide's so selfish, but someone who is committing suicide or wants to commit suicide, think it's this most selfless thing to do because they're ridding the world of themselves or they're, they think they're such a burden to their family or friends that they need to get rid of themselves. But when then, when they get a clear mind, then you realize that, yo, that's, it's bad. Your family would miss you. Right. So you got to get the fuck out of there. Right. You got to get out of that mentality. So,
0: very powerful. Yeah. Peel back those layers and realize. Yeah. Your self worth. Mm-hmm. Right, and that you do deserve a place to be. Yeah. On this earth. Yeah. Hundred percent. So much worth, and uh, you know who you're surrounding yourself around, and and the the let's say the the crap you're putting in your body. Yeah. Right? Whatever it is, whether it's whether it's words or or you know drugs, whatever it is, and then overcoming it. Yeah. Powerful man. That's great advice. Yeah. You know, I hope for anyone out there who who has gone through similar, uh, let's say, uh, struggles as you are is going through it, that they just learn from that alone, Yeah. right? That they could see that, you know, to your point, you talked a lot about how, you know, you're only very specific about helping others, but I, I feel like I disagree. Like, you have your social media outlet, which you're allowing yourself to share. Yeah. That, right? So, if anything, if anyone ever asks, just be like, check out my Instagram. Yeah,
1: website. see, that. that's, that's <laughs> Instagram's a great... Uh, it's a great a, tool. It's a great tool to, to. Uh, it's important to me. I, I made a I made a promise to myself, when I was helped by my friend, that I would help others, but I can't uh, do it every day and all day because Especially
0: I want well, to build an empire, raise exactly your family, and be there, yeah, wholeheartedly, right? exactly. You are putting a lot of hours and and time and and even just energy in that. Yeah,
1: right? and and I will. If someone is like very, very anxious or very depressed and I, and I try to help them, my day is a write-off after that because I, I kind of take it on and I like, I'm like, oh, I'm so exhausted because I feel that. I feel what they're going through, right? Mm-hmm. So Instagram is a really good way for me to help other people with a wall in front of me. You know what I mean? I post it and then I forget about it. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll comment back later and I'll, if someone DMs me, I'll comment or I'll DM them back later. Uh, when I'm ready, right? Because it takes for it takes a lot for me to say, you know, um, like I have my like obviously you can see I'm completely covered in tattoos. Yeah, I wanted to talk my, about that actually. My, so yeah, we'll get into that. My my whole back is a a mural. Um, it's <laughs> it's a whole back, so you can call it a mural of of Saint Michael uh, killing a demon. Wow. And I got that tattoo when I was. You know, I I could have got it a long time ago. I haven't done drugs for a long time. But uh, that was symbolic of me murdering my demon, which is drugs. Or the mentality of wanting to do drugs, rather. So people ask me, you know, what does that mean? And and finally, I I put a post about it on my back, completely tattooed. And I said, this is what it means. And for me to type that, I'm telling the truth and I'm completely vulnerable. Um, But at the same time, I kind of, you know, no one... Everyone likes to look successful in in some way, right? So it takes a lot for me to look a little bit vulnerable, but it's really important for me to look vulnerable because I need to help people. Yeah. So I'm kind of caught in this thing, right? So I just said, "Fuck it! I'm I'm going to start this Instagram and I'm going to be vulnerable and I can help people." So I, when I post that, it like takes everything out of me, and I got I do it at night so yeah. that I can just go to bed, exactly. and then I'll check it in, in the morning. Yeah. you know what or I mean. You
0: Feel that relief of knowing that hey, there's actually people commenting back. There's people listening to this, or even yeah. just for your own self vested interest of like you know we talked about before we went on air is the whole journaling side of things yeah it's even allowing you to just realize how far you've come 100% to express that and bring that into earth and whoever wants to see it can
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah and and at a, at a distance for me to protect my uh, walls that I I've, I've put up like people I think people put like a bad name on putting these walls up yeah but I think they're important as long as you know what height to build them at you know what I'm saying yeah so instagram is a good wall for me so i can distance myself from from that you know you know what i'm saying yeah
0: well anthony you've been able to express you know everything from start to finish finish really being where you are now yeah right and and why don't you just quickly share with us you know before we cap our episode here about you know how throughout that entire journey of of ridding all of that of yourself of drugs and, and overcoming it all raising a beautiful family now and Building up your construction company to what it is now, like what, is, what has it turned into now? Give us an explanation of, you know, now no longer doing decks and yeah. and just flooring. What is it that you offer with your construction company?
1: Well, for now, like, we have a few. we got a few companies. I have a business partner, pretty uh, quiet guy. Uh, he's actually a mentor of mine. Great. So I, I probably doesn't even want me to say his name. So, uh, the yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mr. Shadow, I call him sometimes. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so what we started with, or for me, like I said, with these small floors and decks and that kind of stuff like that, now we're building full buildings. Wow. Yeah, so full buildings, or we're building a, a lot of tenant improvements. So what that means is, uh, like, we're in uh, El Centro right now. I didn't build this building, but if El Centro wanted to me to build a restaurant, I would build a restaurant inside this building. So that's a tenant improvement. So, And if he wants to move to the south side one day and someone wants to make this like a yoga studio i would come in here demo it and make it a yoga studio that's a tenant
0: and change it into what it should be
1: now yeah
0: based off of what it wasn't before
1: exactly and and to kind of put it into uh perspective my first business venture was i made a few thousand dollars and now we're we're messing around in the millions so yeah so we yeah i kind of i'm super super proud of it and it's it's very uh it's i needed that rock bottom and to be humbling to operate my business the way i do now and to act the way i do now because uh, if it was successful the first time i would probably have just been some prick yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean of course. wow so. yeah, it's
0: amazing though right like i as much as i don't want to say in this circumstance how like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. i want to more so frame it as you went through what you had to went through yep. to get to where you are now 100% you know agree with mean? that like It didn't have to happen, but it did. Yeah. And the fact that it did and how you framed it, I'm telling you right now, I bet you there there could be 20 individuals such as yourself, Anthony, who've gone through something similar. Yeah. I bet you you're the one out of 20 who turned something like that into something of a million. Yeah. Into something of a very successful construction company. And I hope you know that. That doesn't take luck. That doesn't take... Any other magical force that took you yourself? Yeah. That took your personality. That took your energy. That took your your way of looking at things and and healing from it and turning into something huge. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to see that. I hope you know that when you look back at your 19 year old self, just from hearing the story and being 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 the one who was able to hear this on the front row seat. Yeah. It's amazing to see how you turned what you originally wanted to turn it into to what it is today.
1: Yeah. Appreciate that. You know, and of
0: course there was multiple hardships that you didn't expect to have happen, but man that's cool to know yeah to go from what you had to go through to now making million dollar projects is huge
1: yeah yeah that's cool and uh, man thanks for having me on here because i i gotta be honest this is the only the first and only time i've ever had the opportunity to fully tell my story like my uh my family doesn't really know the full story but now they do
0: yeah (laughs) you know what i love with you saying that anthony is your family's obviously going to hear this episode, and they're going to hear how moments of, of their time where they thought about you and they picked up that phone call was a, actually a big reason why you stopped yourself yeah. from committing suicide. 100%. Like that's powerful, man. That's yeah. worth
1: shattering. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's like sometimes they don't even realize how big of an impact that must have made. Yeah. You know, Did you, did you ever share that with them? No. Really? No. They don't know. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? I think... I agree with you on that end. I I find it very hard with family specifically sometimes to share how big of an impact was made. Yeah. Right? Unless we tell another person, like, hey, listen to my episode where I kind of talk about. Yeah. uh, Like, the word I'm trying to use here is, uh, you know, they didn't know that it made a big impact. Yeah. Right? Exactly, yeah. And, uh, like, I'll tell you one thing, and uh, maybe you can shine a light on how I could deal with this before we cap. is, like, I know someone in my life specifically mm-hmm. who um, multiple people, including me, know that they're an addict, mm-hmm. but I feel like none of us, I feel like including their parents, have the balls to go up to them and say, hey, we know what you're going through. We want to help. Yeah. We all It's like we all know. We have an idea, but we yep. choose not to yep. involve ourselves, and maybe you've maybe been on the opposite end of that and you've had family members that never really directly faced it yeah but they kind of took the time to like, oh, okay 100 percent, right yeah so i'm wondering like is is this something where you know this is somebody i'll be honest with who on at an event took me aside went to the washroom they acted like it was no big deal they're talking with me yeah, and they whip it all out. They put it on the thing. Oh, you don't mind I do this? Uh, well, I, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, you know they're doing their deed, they're doing yeah. their drug, and I was still to this day, man, I'm dumbfounded at how I reacted. I didn't have the balls to be like, "What are you doing? Why? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, exactly. stop!" But I brushed it off. Yeah, because they were so confident. And just so willing, like, oh, fuck it. Like, who cares? It's just what I'm doing. Everyone does it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, No big deal. Like, just hope you you don't mind. Yeah. Like, making me feel like, oh, if I do mind, now I'm going to feel like that prick.
1: Yeah. Who's putting him in a bad state of mind. Yeah.
0: So, like, just based off hearing your story and now realizing that I know it's his own battle to face, but, like, I want to help him. Yeah. You know, because he's somebody that obviously has a special place in my heart, in my life. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And And then for everybody else who's listening to this from that perspective, what if they do know somebody? Damn willing that like they're they're doing it, but they don't know how to confront it. One, they don't want to be too heavy and give them a damn. um, What do you call it? Intervention. Yeah. Right. But on the other end, they're like, well, they don't want to have to wake up one day knowing that they did that and they did off themselves. Yeah. If they're in that state of mind.
1: You know what? The best. First of all, I got to say that I'm not. I'm not. uh, I can only speak to what I went through. Totally. Like I'm not a counselor, psychiatrist, anything like that. Yeah, that's fair. But in my experience um with me helping my friends i've i've helped two now that are clean um and people helping me uh intervene if you if you like if you love them enough you'll intervene and you're gonna get called names you're gonna it's gonna be rough they're gonna fucking hate you probably all that kind of stuff but if you look at the end goal the entire time then you'll be able to get through it properly and just make sure that you know that they're whatever you're going through like they're calling you names or it's awkward or whatever theirs is 10 times worse uh but if you let this person know uh that you love them and you're willing to put in the time which you have to talk to yourself first are you willing to put in the time yeah that means every time they text you you respond at one in the morning two in the morning whatever you respond no no judgment anything like that sometimes they need a swift kick in the ass like that uh time in the bathroom for example tells me that this person is so far gone that they think that's normal that's not normal you know getting a powdery substance that probably came here in this country in this province of someone's ass (laughs) right that's made with acetone and gasoline putting it on a toilet paper dispenser i'm assuming and uh, doing it in front of someone that doesn't do it—if they think that's normal, they're fu- they're fucking no, exactly. Far back. They're gone. Exactly. Yeah. that's
0: the thing. Like yeah. that's not a normal thing to do at a very like nonchalant gathering. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like we were popping bottles, celebrating something of their own celebration. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's still okay. Yeah, right. But just go yeah. back to your point, you can
1: be oh, empathetic free, towards them. Let's a celebrate
0: more. big life. let yeah. this heavy stuff, but like. It was as small as a little gathering. Yeah. And me getting pulled aside to catch up with them, but then them doing it like it was normal. That's when I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is bad. That's how it starts. It's one thing to hear it. Yeah. Right? It's one thing to hear it from, like, your family, like, from certain members of people you know, you know, friends, family, whatever it is, whoever it is, but, like, man, wow.
1: Yeah. That's powerful shit. That's how it starts. Addicts look for any excuse to do it. So, it starts with, you know... New Year's Eve, Halloween. It's my birthday. Yeah. It's my friend's birthday.
0: Oh, you won your game today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, all the way to like, oh, it's Monday. Let's fucking do this. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's and and if you make let it not be known that you're not okay with it, and you say why, and you let them know that's because it, they're better than that, then you can start making some progress. But it it's, it takes a long time. It takes a long, long time to do that wow. to to get them out of it or to at least. You know, I'm, I'm not saying this person has to be fully sober. You know what I mean? Like, if they do it once in a while and, like, that works for them, I don't like that. But if that's going to save their, save them from doing it every single day, then – and by doing that, you're intervening – or, sorry, intervening will make them do it just occasionally as opposed to every day. That's a start. Yeah. You know? That's a start. And ignoring it is – is terrible. It's bad for it because people will talk about it and they'll, this person's not an idiot. They're going to know that they're talking about him or her. Totally. Right? That's yeah. Sense, eh? And then right? it's going to make them feel alienated. So then they're going to go do some drugs. Wow. Right? So if you let them know that, hey, man, I know what you're doing, it's an honest conversation that doesn't belittle them. Great. Right? And you say, hey, tread cautiously. Yeah, tread cautiously and say, hey, I know what you're doing, I, I don't like it, I love you, I don't accept it, please don't ever do it in front of me, if you need help, let me know, Great. and there's some times to reach out to these people, and that's typically Saturday morning, Sunday morning, if they're kind of a weekend warrior, as yeah, we say, yeah, yeah. if it's like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., they're coming down, they feel terrible, That's, really cool. that's you text them, like, hey, man, how you doing, it's you good. want to go for lunch, and then talk to them then because then they're more time likely time. to do it. Yeah. If it's Friday, 9 o'clock at night, don't even bother because they're going to go do it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're in party mode, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah.
0: Thank you for being so real about that. Yeah, no you problem. I appreciate that. That helps yeah. me a lot. No problem. You know, I want to again acknowledge you, Anthony, for, for coming out here and just telling your story, man. You know, I, I don't know anyone who has the courage to be so raw and honest. Appreciate to that. Share what you've gone through and how you've turned that into... Yeah. Uh, you know something beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Like being a family man, loving your kid, yep. and and still being so close, closely rooted to your parents and your siblings and and your business. You ten xed it, yeah.
1: Even more so, more right? so, even yeah, yeah. Getting out of
0: debt, <laughs> like that's huge, man. So, yep. thank you so much for coming on here. And uh, you know, for anyone who's who's listening to this, if if they want to continue
1: to learn more about you and your business, where's the best place they can find you? Uh, well, my business uh, will be anvilconstruction.ca. Great. So, uh, yeah, we got a full website um, with my phone number on it. Reach out for quotes and referral programs and things like that. Awesome. Um, and then my personal side of it, I'm I'm starting to get into uh, uh, public speaking. Speak to high schools awesome. about what we're talking about right now. Awesome, I've done a few now. Good for uh, junior highs also wow. get them while they're young. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, so uh, you can book me for a speaking speak engagement um and just see what i'm doing on instagram instagram is probably the best platform yeah. for me so that's uh, at Mr. mr.zorzetto
0: awesome yeah well there it is man ladies and gentlemen the man himself anthony zorzetto thank you so much for being on thanks here, man happy to be on here. pleasure that's a wrap